Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. All right, 718 on your Tuesday morning. And so excited to have this gentleman on with us this morning. The brand new mayor of Canton, although he's been in office for about a month now. Canton Mayor Bill Shear on our WHBC Newsline. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Pam. How are you? I'm doing great. Everything uh, working okay for you so far? Actually, everything's going very well. Every <laughs> Everything's heading in the right direction. <laughs> that's good. You get that desk cleaned off yet? No. <laughs> that's that's, that's going to take a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, it's been a month, about 30 days so far uh, that you've been in office. So let's kind of just uh, recap how uh, what you've been working on so far. So we're, you know, we're currently implementing everything that I campaigned on. And one of the most important things is uh, hiring a communications director for the city. You know, I really thought coming into this, you know, maybe we would hire somebody within the first six months and, you know, the first couple of days on the job, you know, I started to realize that we need to hire somebody immediately. I know the city had had somebody previously, and it's been a little while. But, you know, for everything that we, I want for my vision for the city, communicating has got to be a very important part. So we're currently taking, you know, we're uh, the job is posted right now, and it's going to be posted till February 11th. And um, we're hoping to have somebody in place as a communications director hopefully by the 1st of March, give her, you know, granting that they probably have a job somewhere else and uh, we're going to have to work with them on that aspect. But, um, you know, I, I could see the communications department expanding rather quickly. And to give an example, the city of Green is three times smaller than us. They have a communications director. They have an individual that works under that director and they're actually hiring a third. And there's so many different levels of communicating when it comes to recruiting, when it comes to economic development, plus, you know, with everything that we want to do, you know, with investing one block at a time and reinvesting into our neighborhoods, how are we, you know, putting that positive information out there? So I can see us having an aggressive media campaign, and I think it's, you know, what you know, long overdue, that's for sure. Yeah, so. it, it makes life a lot easier. And it's not only just with, the, you know, communicating with the public and the media and all that stuff, but also within your your administration, departments, and that kind of stuff, right? Absolutely. Well, we, you know, there's 22 different departments in the city. You know, we have some departments that do a very, very good job, like police and fire and civil service in our Canton parks. But I picture... You know, this person, this individual as a communications director, being able to take it to the next level. You know, about the programs that are available through the city. You know, how many people are aware of C-Click Fix? You know, if they have an issue, you know, in their neighborhood or a pothole. And uh, we're definitely moving forward with that, that's for sure. I know that uh, neighborhoods are a big deal for you. Um, and that was one of the things you talked a lot about when we were discussing uh, your campaign. Talk about the, the Canton neighborhoods one block at a time. Well, it's, you know, if you, 
obviously we knocked on a lot of doors during the campaign and if you talk to anybody in this town they want to be safe they want to have they want their street paved and they want to see investments in our neighborhood and one thing i'm not going to do is i'm not going to deviate away from that you think about one of the fastest growing neighborhoods in the city which is actually downtown canton with you know residential living downtown we are currently developing a plan with the help of uh, Don Angus and planning. Uh, to, and this is going to take some time. I'm used to where I used to work is I want it done and I want it done yesterday. And obviously, this is going to take a little bit of time to implement. But how, what is my vision for one block at a time? It's easy for me to say if we want to start investing in somebody's neighborhood, we can start by paving their street. But how impactful would, would it be if everybody could get new sidewalks and new curbs? or even planting trees, expanding our exterior grants for exterior improvements throughout the city. And it's really breaking the city down into two demographics. We have a, we have to up, we're in a process of updating our five-year action plan for HUD. And when you talk about CBDG funds, CBDG funds are supposed to be used in those targeted lower income neighborhoods, obviously. So when it comes to CBDG funds, we're free and clear to go after it one block at a time, but what do you do for every other neighborhood like Market Heights, like Harder Heights, like Vassar Park? You know, we are going to expand our sidewalk program. I want to see us continue to have our senior sidewalk program for lower income seniors. And we never had this conversation before, but even if, you know, with our sidewalk program, even if somebody could, when we, when we knock on their door and, and we offer, you know, we have it available that the city will pay for 50% of the cost for their sidewalks, but how many people might not be able to afford their 50%? Give them the op option to put it on their pro property taxes voluntarily, or you can spread it over 10 to 15 years, which would be a minimal impact. Yeah. But it's also, when I talk about what the strength of our city is our neighborhoods, Pam, and it's also about expanding our neighborhood associations in, in conjunction with community building partnerships. I'm excited that uh, former Kathy Catazzaro uh, just got the director's position for community building partnerships, and I think she will do a great job. Yeah. And we're going to need her help to do that, that's for sure. But it's also about, you know, establishing town halls and listening tours. And we need to, I, you know, I know I stated this before, we need to communicate better, but we also need to be able to listen better. And um, we're definitely moving forward with that. All right, and then that all goes hand-in-hand hand with economic development. I know that's a big part of everything as well, right? No, absolutely. Chris Hardesty is our economic development director. Um, I'm very – I was very happy. Chris was working for the city, and he went to work for the city of Green, and Tom Burnaby had convinced him to come back. And I could see his department expanding. Economic development is the lifeblood of the city. It's not like we're going to put a fire levy on the ballot. I mean, we're – we survive on income tax, and we are going to have to survive on what we have. We are not going to raise taxes, but it's going to be very, very important to be very aggressive when it comes to economic development. And there, I believe there's going to be a lot of opportunities that are going to be coming up in the future, that's for sure. What about the safety forces? I know that was uh, of concern to some voters, what was going to happen with the police and fire and things like that. Well, with our safety forces right now, our numbers, especially with Canton PD, our numbers are probably the lowest they have ever been, and that is a major priority for me and, and the administration right now. 
a lot of the things that I want to do are collective bargaining issues, and the contracts for all the unions, including fire and CAMPD, do not expire to the end of the year. But it doesn't mean that we cannot sit down and have a conversation right now about recruiting. It's, you know, civil service. Uh, Rachel Frischone is uh, the director of civil service, and she's doing a fantastic job, and she had replaced Sam Schleiman, which I know you knew Sam for a long time. Yeah. And Sam did a fantastic job when he was in here, but 30 years ago, when Sam was the head of civil service, you could have two or 300 people come down to take a civil service test for 10 positions. That's not the environment that we exist in today. And we need to take an aggressive approach with you know, with our recruiting, especially with our safety forces. And we're even having conversations about, you know, possibly like internships and apprenticeship programs for the city with Camden City Schools. I think that's going to be very important. You know, my career with the iron workers was surrounded around apprenticeship programs. And because not every kid's going to go to college and not every kid's going to go in the military. And we got... There's a lot of great kids in this town that are looking for opportunities, but if we do not have opportunities for them, why would they stay here? Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's a lot on your plate. I know that. And I'm so glad that we had you on this morning. And we're going to continue to have you on and uh, get updates from you. It's an exciting time for the city. It just feels good. feels very good, sir. Uh, I, I really appreciate the opportunity, Pam. All right. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you.